Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article from the 20th China Far Way, entitled "Getting Over Tribulations by Diligently Cultivating Myself" by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on November 13, 2023. Greetings, esteemed master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. I began to practice Falun Dafa in 1996. I only went to primary school. In my 27 years of cultivation, I have overcome huge tests, one after another, through my faith in Master Li, the founder of Falun Dafa, and the Fa. Master always protects us disciples. Part One: Illness and Broken Marriage. My husband and I ran a passenger transport business. After I began to practice Falun Dafa, I seized every opportunity to study the Fa and do the Falun Dafa exercises. Balancing my time was challenging, but my heart was filled with joy. Our business thrived. Besides earning enough money to feed our family in 2011, we bought a newly renovated property in the city. The owner was in a hurry to sell. And the price was reasonable. However, the good times did not last long. Soon after we moved into the new place, I discovered my husband was having an affair with our business partner. I was at a loss. I tried to forbear and regard this as a cultivation opportunity. My righteous thoughts were strengthened after I discussed the situation with other practitioners. But when my husband behaved brazenly and shamelessly, I became resentful and jealous. I was able to control myself at times, but at other times I wept. As I could not let go of my emotions, the old forces manipulated my husband, who followed society's deteriorating moral values, and he divorced me. The ensuing financial losses and mental blow led to health problems. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I also had heart problems and uterine prolapse. In addition, I often had stomach pain. I knew that if things went on like that, I would lose my life. Even though he knew how sick I was, my husband still left me. I wept until I had no more tears. I even thought about ending my life, but I reminded myself. That I was a Dafa practitioner, and I cannot do things that would bring shame to Dafa. My only emotional support was Falun Dafa. My son and daughter-in-law went elsewhere for work and left their eight-month-old daughter in my care. My husband's heartless departure and the illness symptoms made me feel like I was buried in troubles. When my husband left me for another woman, I understood what Master said. From Fa's teaching given at the meeting with Asia Pacific practitioners, quote: Nowadays, people consider emotional feelings really important, yet they are one of the most unreliable things. 
unquote. Part 2. Forging Ahead in Cultivation I started to cultivate diligently. Besides taking care of my granddaughter, I read the Fa teachings, did the exercises, and sent righteous thoughts to deny the old forces persecution of my body. My granddaughter was obedient, and after I fed her, she would happily play by herself while I read the Fa. When she slept, I studied the Fa and sent righteous thoughts. After a short nap, I would wake up and do the exercises. I usually only slept two or three hours a day. I attended group study and sent righteous thoughts with other practitioners whenever possible. I never regarded my physical discomfort as illness and did not even think about going to the hospital. I did not tell practitioners about my physical troubles either. I was determined to cultivate to the end and leave everything to Master. I would only walk the path arranged by Master. When it seemed like my situation couldn't get any worse, practitioners learned I was taking care of my granddaughter on my own. They came to my place every night to study the Fa and send righteous thoughts with me. They left after sending righteous thoughts at midnight. They only knew of my family problems, but did not know of my battle with illness. Their arrival was a great encouragement and boost to my cultivation. It snowed so hard one winter night and was so cold and windy that I was sure they wouldn't come that day. But at 8.30 p.m., as I was getting ready to go to bed, they arrived, one after the other. I was moved. We read Master's teachings and sent righteous thoughts together as usual. This went on for over three weeks. Afterward, my mind was much clearer. I felt better, and this boosted my confidence. Later on, I enlightened that Master, who was worried it would be too difficult for me to pass the test alone, had arranged all this. Thank you, Master, for your protection. Thank you, practitioners, for your help. Practitioners in my area were clarifying the truth to people by sending letters to public security bureaus and procuratorates. For security reasons, letters written to departments in one area had to be posted from another area. Because I once ran a business in passenger transport, I was familiar with transport lines in the city, and in particular where the mailboxes were located. I took on the responsibility of dropping off these truth clarification letters. Practitioners handed me letters as they wrote them, and every week I mailed them in different cities, taking my granddaughter with me. Because I could only drop off one or two letters in one mailbox and then take public transport to another mailbox to drop off more letters, it took me the entire day to mail them all. When I got on and off the bus, I had to lift my granddaughter's stroller. At times, I strained too much, and I had symptoms of uterine prolapse. It was a bit easier in winter, but especially hard in summer. Yet it never bothered me because I was saving people. I silently sent righteous thoughts to deny the old forces' persecution of my body. I persisted, whether it was bitter winter or hot summer. 
I reminded myself I was a practitioner, had faith in Master, and made full use of my time to do the three things. My health issues gradually disappeared, as well as taking my granddaughter to and from kindergarten, because my son-in-law worked in another city, sometimes when my daughter could not take her son to work, she would leave him with me to look after. I've always tried my best to help my children, as I wanted them to know Dafa is good. Part 3. Getting Back with My Husband A few years passed, and my husband showed up at my granddaughter's kindergarten to talk to me. He wanted to come home, but I turned him down. He tried to give me money, but I refused to take it. I did not want him to disrupt my life again. After going through these tribulations, I regarded emotion lightly, and I only wanted to follow Master. However, I recalled how friends and relatives looked at me strangely. I felt I could not hold my head up. On top of that, my daughter-in-law wanted to have a second child. I did not have a pension and my son had to pay my living expenses besides paying a mortgage. As a result, they resented me and thought I was responsible for their financial hardship. In 2019, my husband phoned and begged me to let him return home. He promised to change his ways. I had matured a lot in my cultivation over the years. I recalled that my husband had always supported me in my cultivation. One time he looked at me as I was meditating and said in surprise, You look so beautiful. I knew he saw my cultivated side. He also said that the characters in Juan Fallen were golden and shining. I felt it showed he had good inborn quality. He was just lost in the human world. My heart was filled with compassion, and I knew I must be responsible to my husband and let my family members understand me. I let go of my anger and resentment and took him back. After he came back, we remarried. We also repaid his 40,000 yuan debt. However, after a period of time, my husband let me down again and rekindled his affair with the other woman. It got worse, as if everything was happening again. I was distressed. I had treated him with such kindness. Why did this happen again? It was 2020 when the COVID pandemic broke out and lockdowns were imposed. My son and daughter-in-law stayed at home to take care of their daughter, and I had a lot of time to study the Fa. Besides reading Juan Fallen, I read all of Master's other books. I sent righteous thoughts for an hour every day to eliminate the old forces who manipulated my husband and interfered in my doing the three things. I could not allow such sins to appear in my dimensional field. At the same time, I looked within and scrutinized my thoughts. I recalled that when I first found out about my husband's affair, there was always resentment in my heart. When he left me, I appeared to have let things go, but in reality, I avoided conflicts and pursued temporary peace of mind. I had not eliminated my attachment at its root. When I took my husband in again, it was to save face, because I was tired of being looked down on. 
I hoped my husband could help my son and daughter-in-law financially upon his return to the family. I had not let go of my emotions. The old forces clearly saw my filthy thoughts. Master said in Fa teaching at the 2008 New York Conference, quote, No matter what it is you have encountered as you've gone about validating the Fa, it is all, I will tell you, a good thing, and that's especially so in these years of persecution, for those things have come about specifically because you do cultivation. Those ordeals and the suffering, no matter how great or harsh you find them to be, are good things, because they take place solely on account of your cultivation. A person can eliminate karma and shed human attachments when he goes through ordeals, and through ordeals, he can improve. Unquote. I knew I must work hard on improving my moral character if I am to head towards the divine. I should regard bad things as good, get rid of attachments, and regard ordeals as opportunities to improve. I must let go of the hurt my husband's behavior caused me, that deep pain and resentment. Whenever I could not eliminate my hatred, I sent righteous thoughts. Whenever it popped up, I would think, this heart of resentment must die. I also found that I was very suspicious. Whenever something happened, I would think of the worst-case scenario instead of seeing it with righteous thoughts. This suspicious mind played a big part in my husband's affair. I also found jealousy and a competitive mentality among my other attachments. Whenever I found a human thought, I would seize it and eliminate it. I examined myself using the fa and got rid of attachments bit by bit. When I truly worked on improving my character, Master saw my heart and resolved my problems. My husband returned home. I now do the three things steadily while taking care of my granddaughter, who is a year and a half. My husband hurries home after work to help me take care of her and supports me in my cultivation. My daughter and daughter-in-law used to refuse to speak to each other, but after I improved in cultivation, they started to get along. I know Master has done a lot for me throughout my tribulations over the past ten years. The only way I can repay Master is to cultivate diligently. These are my personal understandings. Please kindly point out if anything is not in the fa. Thank you, Master. Thank you, fellow practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, We Must Restore Our Reverence for the Divine, by a Falun Dafa practitioner in the United States. The article was published on the Minghui website on December 4, 2023. In the lyrics published in the Hongyin series over the past few years, Master Li Hongzhe, the founder of Falun Dafa, refers to atheism, evolution, and modern thought and ways many times. 
Having studied these lyrics many times, I've realised that the poison of atheism still seriously influences the minds of everyday people and even Falun Dafa practitioners. Many Falun Dafa practitioners may think that atheism isn't an issue for them. But since our cultivated side is separated from our human side, we may still be influenced by all kinds of attachments and karma. In fact, science and atheism have permeated every aspect of modern society, so it's hard to recognize it and not be influenced by it. In my understanding, a person who is arrogant or careless is already being influenced by atheism. Human beings usually think about things with a human mindset and disregard divine words and miracles. They tend to consider only what is visible and tangible to be real. Since we cannot see Master's fashion, law body, or the power of Dafa with our naked eyes, we may not really believe in them. As a result, when we finish something, we may regard it as our own accomplishment and take full credit for it. As cultivators, we know our lives are arranged and that Master is responsible for our abilities, which means that, for example, if our technical skills improve, it means we have improved our Xinxing. In the end, all our skills and abilities are bestowed by the divine. It is said that at the end of his music compositions, Johann Sebastian Bach always wrote SDG for the Latin Soli Deo Gloria, glory to God alone. I think we Dafa disciples should do better than that. Have we recognized that everything we have, including our abilities and accomplishments, are given by Master? Are there times that we feel complacent over a little progress or feel we are better than others, or we put DAFA and Master in the back seat. Modern technology such as cell phones, computers, and the internet makes people think they're very smart and know everything. Because of this, some people may even feel like they are divine beings. Because of society's moral decline, people abuse this technology for their own ends, which in turn makes them more arrogant and less respectful of the divine. This is very dangerous. As DAFA practitioners, we should be clear that, no matter how advanced human technology is, it is still on the human level and under the control of the divine. Master wrote in On DAFA from Zhuanfolun, quote, When people show the appropriate respect and reverence toward DAFA as it manifests here in this world, they, their race or their nation, will enjoy blessings or honour, unquote. We all need to ask ourselves if our reverence for Master and the Divine is genuine. This is serious and important, especially for those of us who have been influenced by atheism and modern thought. Fully eradicating atheism, realizing just how profound Dafa is, and remaining humble need to be never-ending efforts on our cultivation journey. But in the new cosmos, only those respectful of the Divine can be considered to be a good person and only good people deserve to be cultivators. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.